0: watch it's real talk, man, it's real talk, with your main Chip Washington, yeah. when it comes to information, the main got an arsenal, bring you up to speed, yeah. with what you need, he's a local and nationwide news feed, let's talk about it, dialect to do something about it, Chip got the flow wide open, if you got questions about it, man, it's uh. the show that brings you to your raw, to solve all problems, it starts with real talk, it's real talk, we
1: And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday, it is March 14th, 2022. Real Talk Memphis is on the air. What's good, peeps? Chip here, your humble host on this uh started out to be a very beautiful day. It's clouding up a little bit now. A few raindrops out there, but you know what? We're happy, we're warm, we're comfortable. We're in studio and we are ready to go. We're going to have a great uh, show for you this evening. We're going to talk about a variety of uh, topics and subjects. As always, uh, we try to get you the best guest uh, for this uh, hour-long extravaganza we like to call RTM or Real Talk Memphis. Before we get too far into things, you're always asking me, how do I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, once again, I'm glad you're asked. But one of these times there's going to be a quiz, and I'm going to actually ask you, how you get a hold of this show. But in the meantime, I'm here to help. 91.7 on your FM side, WYXR. We are on the air right now. Uh, you can also catch us on the WYXR app. We are on the Tune In app as well uh, this evening. And um Uh, We're on this uh, little thing we like to call Facebook Live, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to check us out, uh, uh, you are surely welcome to do that. I welcome you uh, to be a part of the big broadcast as well. And we are going to uh, be on uh, YouTube, Uh, going to upload the show to YouTube. And as we are a podcast, uh, when they post the show tomorrow, you will be able to catch us wherever You get your podcast. You good? You clear? Everything's good. So, you know, um, as I'm I'm, I'm coming in and I'm always uh, looking and trying to find uh, some interesting uh, news stories, some late-breaking items. And I actually have a late-breaking item for you, which is something we've talked about here uh, a few weeks ago. I'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, we take this portion of the program because we want to celebrate you you have made that 365-day trip around the sun, Uh, we are going to celebrate you. But we can't do that unless I say, hit it, Robbie. Happy birthday! It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday birthday on this uh, Monday, the 14th day of the month. Happy birthday is going out to Michelle Kroom Johnson. I know her. She's a church member. Happy birthday, Michelle. Also, Michelle Tucker celebrating a birthday today, as is uh, James Spike. He's celebrating today. Linda Cole, Glenda Visick, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Marcy Vaughn. I know her as well. Michelle Terrica, she's celebrating a birthday today, as is Ruby Oliver and Sonia McGuire. Happy birthday to each and every one of you. Hopefully, we'll all be back here next year, same time, same station, and we celebrate you all over again. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate that. So now we're going to dip into some news and notes here. Now, uh, it is not lost on me that today is the first day of spring break uh, for all the folks uh, here, uh, at least uh, the Shelby County School District. I guess most of the municipal schools, everybody's out this week. Uh, So that means when the kids are out, parents are out, and uh, when they're out, they're trying to get away and have a vacation. So if you're going to be doing that, uh, I would say to you, uh, have a wonderful vacation. Enjoy yourself wherever it is you go and whatever it is you do. Be safe out there. Be careful out there. And remember, gas is uh, about $4 plus a gallon. So uh, <laughs> you, you might want to factor that into your plans You know, as, as, as well as we move along. Daylight savings time was, um, what, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. You fall forward, spring forward, fall back. So springing forward means you lost an hour. Yeah, we all lost an hour, and I'm still trying to make up for it. I mean, I can't – you know, this – this it takes me a minute to figure out this whole uh, daylight savings time, and my body has to adjust to it, and it hasn't adjusted to it yet. It's kind of a pain in the you-know-what, but, you know, it is what it is, and we'll move forward from there. How about that? Okay, so um, – into the news and notes here. Um, big trial started today. Uh, Billy Ray Turner, uh, the man who has been uh, allegedly uh, said to have been involved in the murder of <coughs> Lorenzen Wright, uh, his trial finally got started today. 2017, this man was arrested. Four years later, the trial finally gets underway. They seated a jury late this afternoon, and he was arrested, as I said, in 2017 for his alleged role. In the murder of Lorenzen Wright, uh, one of the Shelby County DAs who's prosecuting the case said that we should expect to see and hear from Jimmy Martin. Who's Jimmy Martin? Jimmy Martin is the cousin of um, of uh, uh, Wright's uh, – what's her name? I can't remember. Cheryl Wright. Cheryl Wright. <laughs> now, he's the Cheryl Wright's cousin, and uh, he has a lot of information that he can contribute to this trial – and uh, he was the one actually that uh, told the police where they could find the gun, where they dumped the gun in a lake in Mississippi. Uh, he is, as I said, Cheryl Wright's cousin. Uh, he's a key witness in this murder case. That, by the way, he's locked up for first degree murder as well. So uh, he ain't going nowhere. No time soon. Should be very interesting. So I asked the question, who killed the man? I still want to know. I mean, a lot of folks think Shara had something to do with it. I think she had something to do with it. Um, but did she do it? Did this guy do it? I guess we'll find out once or another. She's serving a 30-year sentence, by the way, uh, in uh, Nashville. So uh, she'll be around there for a while. Question is, uh, is she going to come down here and testify against uh, old Billy Ray? You know, they had a thing uh, once upon a time back in the day. So we'll find out about that, see how that goes. Did you hear about the camel attack last week uh, in Obion County? It was Thursday. Uh, he, he escaped from a petting zoo up there, and uh, unfortunately, he killed two people. Um, and you know when he when he got out and and, and about up there, and uh, uh, once he once they found him or once they saw him. And they tried to surround him with the, with the deputy's cars. He tried to attack the cars. <laughs> he tried to attack the deputy's car, And then he tried to attack the deputy, and that wasn't cool. And that's when they had to put him down. So, you know, see a camel running around your neighborhood? You might want to stay clear of that whole situation. I'm just saying, you know, and, and, and on a serious note, it's, it, it's, it's terrible to, uh, that uh, two people had to lose their lives in reference to that. If you are doing some traveling and you don't feel like driving, you know, you have these Uber, you have the Uber and you have the Lyft. Those folks pick you up, take you wherever you need to go, wherever you want to go. If you choose Lyft, just be prepared to pay a temporary fuel fee. That is to offset the (laughs) very surging and high gas prices. These guys have to actually pay out of their pocket to fill those cars up, their cars up, because they use their personal cars. So they're going to charge a temporary fuel fee. Lyft is... Uh, if you want to use their services. So, yeah, you know, we're all getting it. Now, uh, one of my guests, my first guest, as a matter of fact, in a few minutes, is Rob Moore. He's the business uh, writer, editor for the Daily Memphian. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, supply chains and empty store shelves and high gas prices and uh, the war in uh, Ukraine and logistics and the whole nine yards. Maybe he can make some sense of it because he does this on a daily basis. So we'll talk to him in just a few minutes. Uh, Jesse Smollett. The uh, former Empire actor was sentenced last week to 150 days in jail and 30 months of probation. Uh, Word is that uh, the officials, the court officials and some of the law enforcement officials are afraid uh, that he might do something to himself. They don't think he's quite mentally stable. So they actually have him in a psych ward there. If you if you saw the video last week when he walked out after he got a sentence, he kept saying he said I am not suicidal, I am not suicidal. He was talking to the judge as he was walking out. You know, he said I'm innocent, I haven't done anything, I'm not suicidal. <laughs> blah blah blah. So we'll see. But they have him in a psych ward. So God bless his heart. Um, let's see here. Former President Barack Obama. Uh, I don't know if you heard this tonight, but he has COVID. It has been reported, uh, and uh, he said he's feeling pretty well. He has a Scratchy throat, uh, but other than that, he's feeling good, um, and uh, you know, he thanks everybody for the prayers and the, the support and, and the well wishes. Now, he, like so many of us others, have, he got his shots, and he got his boosters, and yes, he is a breakthrough case, okay? These things have happened, but as you notice, uh, the cases have come down just extraordinarily dramatically, and we hope things stay that way. Uh, A couple more things I want to mention before we get into it. Uh, Kanji Anthony, uh, a friend of mine, former colleague at WMC, is leaving WMC TV. After 17 years, she has been the primary news anchor since 2015. I was actually at the station when she got there. So, uh, yeah, she's going to leave and she's going to uh, do some other things. Uh, with her life, uh, you know, that news thing is tough. That grind is, man, I'm telling you, I, I did that for a long time. And and at a certain point in time, you, you just kind of want to get away and do something else. So, you know, best of luck to Kanji. She'll still be on the air, uh, I think, through the middle of next month. So we will, uh, we will uh, you know, be able to enjoy her for just a short while longer. I also want to uh Say that we all need to uh, throw some prayers behind Stephanie Love. Stephanie Love is a Shelby County, Memphis Shelby County School Board member. She had a stroke a few weeks ago, uh, and uh, she is, you know, recovering. And uh, you know that, that, that that's a that's a slow and steady process. But I think we should all keep her lifted in prayer uh, and, and and support her that way. A lot of folks. Uh, you know, sort of keeping tabs on her, and uh, just uh, we just want to just keep her lifted and uh, hope that she can recover and get back uh, just to being herself. Uh, regardless of the school board issue, it's about more about her and her personal health, and she's got a family as well. So uh, we're going to keep her lifted in prayer. Now, uh, the story I wanted to get to that just literally just broke uh, a few minutes ago. You remember this whole deal with. Uh, Uh, the Southern Heritage Classic and Jackson State pulling out of the Southern Heritage Classic just all so dramatically. You know, first it was we're not going to be there this year at all because SWAC has made some adjustments and changes, blah, 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 blah. And then because of the backlash, which was pretty, pretty strong and pretty negative, they decided they, they were going to play the game this year one more time. This year, that's it. That's all. I kept saying that there was something more to all of this, and I did find out that there was something more to it, and his name is Deion Sanders, or Coach Prime, as he likes to call himself, uh, the head coach. He decided uh, that it was not a financial benefit to the school anymore after 30-something years. Uh, They get $350,000 for coming to play in this game. Uh, he said because of all the people that they bring and the buses and the this and the that, he says they don't have any money left over uh, after, you know, all the expenses to pay. So he decided it was too cheap a route to go and that they were going to start looking for, you know, a higher payouts uh, in being invited to some of these games. Well, um, this afternoon, and you don't mess with this guy, Fred Jones uh, has filed a lawsuit uh, against – Uh, Jackson State University, and the SWAC football conference for $1.8 million. And then uh, there there was another $5 million um, uh, uh, lawsuit that he's filed against them for breach of contract. I mean, the contract that they signed a couple of years ago was supposed to go to 2024. Well, it's not 2024. And you just can't just walk out of things just because you feel like it. And, you know, Fred's saying, look, We're going to lose fans. You know, we're going to lose sponsors. He's going to have to figure out um, who he can get to play Tennessee State and who can bring – I mean, this is – it's a much bigger deal than just, you know, we're going to pull out because you're not paying us enough money. So um, now a formal lawsuit has been filed against Jackson State and the Southern – the uh, SWAC Conference. Southwestern Athletic Conference is what SWAC is. So very interesting – very interesting and that just goes to show you, Don't mess with Fred. Fred's been doing this a long Time and he's got a lot invested In this as well so That's the breaking news uh, right before we Came on the air this afternoon so we're Going to take our first break and when we Come back we are going to talk uh, To Rob Moore and by the way Before I go uh, I want to uh, that, That's cool that's cool um, I want to uh, lay out the other guest uh, A little bit later on in the show we are going to Talk to Dr. Carmen Walters she is the president of Tugaloo College, and they got a $10 million gift. Talk, we'll talk out. about that when we come back on the other side of the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Be right back.
2: Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page, and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk. It's Real Talk. It's Real Talk. It's real talk. It's real
3: talk. WYXR's Stereo Sessions presented by Nexair and Mempho are your chance to explore Memphis music that you might have missed. The monthly series continues with Sam the Sham's Hard and Heavy, the Soul Tinge solo project with an all-star band of Bluff City musicians including Jim Dickinson, Charlie Freeman, Tommy McClure, and the Memphis Horns as well as guest appearance from Southern rock legend Dwayne Allman. Listen to the album and hear an exclusive interview with Sam himself in the Memphis Listening Lab on March 16th at 6 p.m. This series is sponsored by Orion, Archer Malmo, Shangri-La Records, Memphis Listening Lab, VIA Productions, and is powered by a grant from Humanities, Tennessee. Visit stereosessions.wyxr.org. Discover your next favorite
2: artist at the Memphis Songwriter Series at the Halloran Center, hosted by Memphis songwriter Mark Edgar Stewart. On March 17th, Mark and his musical guests will take you on a journey behind their music, share personal stories, and introduce exciting new music. For more information on the Memphis Songwriter Series, visit orpheum-memphis.com.
4: Support for WYXR, including our 2022 stereo sessions, comes from Archer hey, Mamo, me? a Memphis based marketing, digital, PR, and branding agency. Archer Mamo believes the greatest asset of any creative entity is its people and proudly supports WYXR for lifting up Memphis voices for the world to hear. More at ArcherMamo.com.
3: Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The Lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington, your humble host, is here with you in the air chair. And uh, we are fired up and ready to go. I wanted to say hello to some of the folks on Facebook Live who are checking us out. Uh, Rosalind Gill, good evening to you. Uh, J.W. Gibson checking us out. Uh, Antel Young and Carol Jubert as well and if uh, if I hadn't I don't know I'm going up and down with this thing if I if I didn't call your name it's cuz I didn't see you but uh if you are there you know I appreciate you and you know I thank you and tell a friend about real talk memphis as we move forward um okay many of us are dealing with all of us are dealing with uh a lot of different issues uh pertaining to uh several things logistics problems supply chain we're talking about the higher prices at the gas pump that we're all paying for right now you go to the grocery store you're seeing higher prices uh, you know on the shelves it's stuff, some of the stuff you buy on a daily basis and you're seeing a lot of empty shelves as well uh and not to mention there's a big war going on in the ukraine by the way we're praying for the folks over there in ukraine um against russia so the life A lot of factors, a lot of things going on. So I just figured it was time to sort of have somebody in who, who could maybe break all this down for us. And I think I may have found him. He is Rob Moore. And Rob is the business editor, business writer for the Daily Memphian. And he joins me now. Rob, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate you.
5: Hey, Chip. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Just, by the way, not the editor, but I am a business reporter. Maybe one day.
1: Yeah, business. Okay, that's fine. You know, <laughs> we're all moving up that ladder, man. Business sure. writer. Absolutely that. So, um, okay, you know, you and I were talking last a little bit offline uh, last week about all this. There's a lot of moving parts here uh, and a lot of things that a lot of us as consumers uh, uh, have to face on a daily basis, but really don't understand. Um, So we were talking about the supply chain issues, which may be leading to higher prices at the grocery store, empty shelves that may be uh, have a lot to do with uh, goods and services. So kind of in a nutshell, with everything I just mentioned, uh, tell me what you see as the issue And how do we get past this?
5: Okay, sure. You know, and I think you were right. You know, it is a a complex issue for sure. It's confusing. And I think that it's all related. So we can just kind of start with the supply chain side of things, right? So I think one of the bigger stories in 2021, at least for me, was the global global supply chain crisis, Mm -hmm. Uh, virtually saw all markets disrupted, right? I mean, at first it was the semiconductor chips uh, then it was the manufacturers trying to resume full-scale operation uh, that saw shortages of everything from new cars to laptops to phones. And I think we probably all remember the images during the second half of 2021 of the container ships just stranded at ports, right, yes. like the massive pileup at, yes. at the port of Los Angeles. Sure. And, and like you said, you know, I, I think that uh, people in the Mid-South most recently have probably seen this. Uh, in the form of empty shelves or scarce goods at the supermarket, right? I think that's probably the, the most recent yes. kind of thing we can see locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, well, I don't think I have maybe the best news, you know, uh, in my reporting, uh, a story I did last week, and I spoke with a Memphis-based logistics company, Dunavet Enterprises. Um, and when I've spoken to other uh, logistics operators like Dunavet, you know, they're telling me um, to not expect this, issue to go away this year you know this could stretch well into 2023 or beyond and beyond man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they're i guess cautiously pessimistic in that regard but um you know for me i i think the takeaway here is just the underscoring of how globalized markets are right regardless of whether or not you think they should be they are right like factories in taiwan shutting down that has real world implications on people that live here in memphis Mm. um and, and I think, right, that 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 and not just me, uh, other not other economists think that the logistics supply chain issue uh, is is one of the possible reasons why we're seeing such, you know, record break record breaking inflation right now. Forty year highs.
1: It's uh, it, it really is amazing how it just seems like it just it's like a snowball that's rolling down the hill and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's getting worse and worse and worse for us. Uh, We have seen gas prices now rise exponentially every single day. And now most, if not all, of the gas pumps that you see have uh, prices for unleaded gas uh, up above $4 a gallon. And that's here in Memphis. And uh, a lot of places across the country, even higher than that. I have uh, folks that live in Los Angeles, and, I mean, they're paying $5 plus, you know, for a gallon of gas. So, I mean, is this uh, also a factor in terms of the logistics or does and, and, and or do you think that the war that we are seeing now has uh, some complicated this matter? So
5: I, I think yes to both. I mean, you're, you're totally correct. No doubt consumers and uh, not just in the Mid-South, but globally uh, are seeing uh, high prices at the pump. Right. So according to Auto Club or AAA, Memphis area gas prices hit a record high last Friday um, when they went over four dollars a gallon. And I, and I believe that. On the same day diesel hit its record to at five dollars a gallon mm. um and 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 yeah I, I we've been seeing these gas prices elevate for months now um and you know w- w- experts are also saying that uh recent oil sanctions against russia that's not going to help right it's only going to see uh those prices surge higher um you know i i do think that you know a- economists have ongoing conversations about you know what exactly is leading to all these levels of inflation, and I think that you just—I think it's just a, a combination of all the different factors at play. Um, and you know, and, and regardless, I, I mean, I, I know that um, Republicans are uh, blaming President Biden's, uh, and you can see it in his yeah. poll numbers, right? They're they're criticizing because of the 1.9 trillion dollar American Rescue Plan. In turn, Democrats are saying, well, you know, we passed a lot of that similar stimulus under the Trump administration. But I think regardless of of kind of where you come down on that, I think that uh, seeing the Biden, I did that stickers at the gas pump, is just going to kind of be uh, a a memory from this era, at least for me, it will.
1: Any way to tell. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, Rob Moore. Uh, He is the business writer for the Daily Memphian uh, and uh, it, it, based on what you've seen, based on the people that you've talked to, uh, I- any indication as to just how long we may be in this particular phase uh, economically?
5: Well, and now if we're kind of taking in the you know the the Ukraine crisis before you know people were saying um, maybe. IF WE'RE THINKING JUST ABOUT THE logistics SIDE, THAT MIGHT WRITE ITSELF. SOMETIME IN THE, YOU KNOW, SECOND HALF OF uh, 2023, um, I, I'm, I'M NOT SURE. AND, and AGAIN, I, I THINK uh, as, AS MOST uh, NEWS ANALYSTS AROUND THE WORLD right now ARE TRYING TO, the, THE QUESTION IS WHAT WILL HAPPEN IN UKRAINE, LIKE WHAT'S THE NEXT MOVE, AND I THINK THAT COULD, AND I THINK THAT WILL uh, IMPACT THINGS TOO. SO it, IT'S JUST HARD TO SAY. IT'S ONE OF THOSE THINGS WHERE YOU, know, you WANT TO GIVE A PRECISE ANSWER, BUT I THINK THAT SINCE the markets and the conditions are so volatile, it's kind of hard to say. Now, you know, I, I
1: read a story that you did last week, and, and uh, you talked about FedEx, um, you know, pulling pulling some of their business, you know, out. And a lot of major corporations uh, seem to be doing that now uh, in protest of uh, what Russia is doing uh, to Ukraine. How big a factor is it? Now, now from the FedEx perspective, uh, I know you and I talked about that, and you, you didn't think it was going to necessarily uh, damage them too much. But I mean, is there a filter down or trickle down effect that may uh, 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 bother consumers or or, you know, become a problem for consumers?
5: I, mean, I certainly think it's possible. I mean, if you think about what uh, a strong presence FedEx is in the Memphis economy and, yeah. and losing uh, or, or suspending its operations in Russia. While, while that might not have been too massive, they, they have a, a, a pretty large footprint in Europe, and Europe imports you know much more oil from Russia than the U.S. does. So, it, I mean, it, it 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 could be an effect there. Um, it's not just Memphis uh, International Paper; another Memphis-based company has right. operations in Russia, and their offshoot Sollamo that uh, it does too. So and, and, and there's I can kind of talk to you about each each one differently that each each business has a different footprint to some extent. It's it's you know,
1: I, it, it's it's a very complicated world that you that you deal with on a, on a daily <laughs> basis, because it seems like every day there's something um, in particular that is different about all this, Rob. But but at the end of the day, you know, it affects us all as consumers. And, you know, and I, and I think, you know, it's tough enough. On a daily basis. I mean, you know, the local economy, folks working, folks not working and, and and, you know, plenty of jobs out there. but Folks are quitting. People have to be able to take care of themselves, their family, their responsibilities and things like this. And all of these global complications make it even harder. Am I not correcting that?
5: That's true. And, and there's, I mean, factors beyond what we've even touched on today, right? There's also, uh, you know, uh, employers in all sectors right now are, are scrambling to find employees, right? So the turmoil in the labor market, that also has some impact on inflation. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, it's coming from so many sources. You're right. And, and they're all changing seemingly on a daily basis.
1: Well, look, man, uh, I'm, 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 I I I I got to run here, but I I, I do have, uh, you know, I, I would like us to continue this conversation. I'm going to invite you back on the show as this thing continues to progress because I really think that we need to get a, an understanding or as best as we can and understanding on what is going on globally and how it affects us locally. But, uh, in the meantime, man, listen, thank you so much for coming on real talk. I really appreciate you. And I really, um, appreciate uh, some of the information you passed on to us and, uh, I'm going to have you back on the show. I really am. <laughs> I promise you that.
5: I'd love to. My pleasure. Thank you,
1: Chip. Take man, take care of yourself and, uh, we will be talking down the road. Thanks Rob. Sure. All right. Thank you. That was a good segment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more questions than there are answers uh, to this particular problem. And I'm sure Rob will be back down the road to uh, be able to explain them all to us as we move forward. Speaking of moving forward, we are going to take our next break. And when we come back, we are going to shift gears and talk about a HBCU college facility that is near and dear to my heart. We are going to speak to the president of Tougaloo College. And I am very uh, excited about that. They got a big financial gift. uh, And uh, we're going to talk all about that with uh, Tugley President Dr. Carmen Walters. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back.
3: They have recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu. The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They have recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of the two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu. Orion believes communities work best when they work together. They have been a trusted financial partner in our community for more than 60 years and are committed to giving back in the neighborhoods they serve. You can see how they're redefining banking at orionfcu.com.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday, March 14th, uh, Chip in the air chair. Glad to be with you on this Monday evening and very happy to have my next guest with us. Um, she is the president of a college campus that is near and dear to my heart. As I said, I worked at Tugaloo College uh, for four years, uh, several years back under uh, Dr. Beverly Hogan, who preceded... Uh, my next guest, and ladies and gentlemen, very happy to have uh, with us uh, the president of Tugaloo College, as I stated earlier. She is Dr. Carmen Walters, and Dr. Walters, first of all, thank you so much for coming on Real Talk, and congratulations on, on that, and that tremendous gift.
4: Well, thank you so much. It's my honor to be with you tonight, and I didn't know that bit of history that you worked at Tougaloo, so I'm doubly excited.
1: Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much, and I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm really uh, a tickle pink to have you that that you can make some time because I know how busy college presidents are. Um, but um, you received a ten million dollar gift from Netflix, the CEO of Netflix, and his wife, who is a producer. And uh, first of all, again, congratulations. That is an absolutely huge award. Uh, So walk us through that. How did you find out about that? how did all of this come about?
4: Well, you know, partnerships and relationships is what makes uh, giving happen, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have had, Tuckahoo has had a partnership, as you well know, uh, with Brown University for 58 years. So in two years, we will be celebrating the 60th anniversary of that partnership. Wonderful. And what that allows is for our students to be accepted into Brown's medical school pre early, I guess you can call it early acceptance mm-hmm. uh, in their sophomore year here at Tougaloo if they meet the qualifications. It also allows our students to go to Brown uh, during uh, their I- internships and do some exchange programs with Brown. So, And we've done this forever. So, uh, Mr. Hastings' son graduated from Brown University okay. and he was informed about the partnership between Tougaloo and Brown and uh, wanted more information about Tougaloo and we had some folks who were helping me provide that information and talk to him about uh, the investment that we, we would love for him to make into Tougaloo College and all of that came together and he made the investment. Uh, so we are just grateful for him saying uh, yes to Tugulu and seeing Tougaloo College as a worthy uh, investment.
1: Oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. And uh, well, that's just that that, that really is wonderful. Um, I've noticed uh, that there are many uh, corporations and businesses and and a lot of other places in this country that are seem to be noticing uh the value and the quality of hbcus and uh, to be and and many of them are making large donations you know to help these students Uh, so you know really you know as someone uh who 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 deals with uh, that on a daily basis that really had to come as as just now you can really start to plan ahead now once you get uh, an award like this, you, you plan ahead. So, so how are the students going to, going to benefit um, from this, Dr. Walter?
4: That's a great question. And yes, we do have uh, the opportunity at this time to partner with many partners. And it's in part due to several things. One, the George Floyd murder. Uh, Number two, the United Negro College Fund, UNCF, but Dr. Lomax has done an excellent job Mm -hmm. of getting to a lot of large donors to say these HBCU institutions are making a big difference in the country. The way this benefits our students, these dollars can be used for nothing more than scholarships. You know, we have a lot of kids, they're on Pell Grant, but the Pell Grant is 50 years old this year. Hmm. And uh, when the Pell Grant started 50 years ago, it paid for 75% of a state tuition rate for students. Today, it pays for less than 15%. Oh. So there are lots of students who need uh, support. Yeah. And this, this gift will provide scholarship dollars for students, who are in need of uh, making their their payments, etc., in order to complete their goals?
1: You said something a minute ago that uh, that, that sort of tri- me, uh, that sort of triggered me uh, in in this direction. This type of gift, th- th- this uh, sizable amount of ten million dollars this has this this is this is something that gets people's attention this is going to be something that a lot of places and you mentioned it. you know you always have to having to you know raise funds and, and 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 try to find ways and ask folks to to help and contribute to the education of these young people but do you think that something like this is going to make that a lot easier or make draw people's attention to Tugaloo College to say Hey, you know what? There's something special going on down there. Maybe we ought to investigate absolutely. that. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We are hoping that people will take notice, you know, that Tougaloo College is a little place in uh, right here in Mississippi. And we have data that shows 34 percent of the African-American doctors historically in the state of Mississippi graduated from Tougaloo. That's
1: right. That's right.
4: So we want them to understand Uh, as uh, Michael Lomax says in his article, that Tougaloo is punching above his weight. Uh, When you think about how small we are, and we are punching at that level in our STEM fields, but in many fields, right? When you look at Congressman Benny Thompson up there handling the investigation Mm -hmm. on the January 6th insurrection, that's a Tougaloo alum. When you look at Derek Johnson, who's running the NAACP, that's a Tougaloo alum. And so we are very, very proud of the Tougaloo alums, and they're all over the country, as you well know, yes. making a huge difference in the nation. So, yes, take notice of what Tugulu is doing.
1: Well, you know, uh, I, I've, I've said that of all the places that I worked in, in, in my career, that that was one of the places that I really held uh, held near because... When you walk on that campus, I mean, it's a liberal arts college in Jackson, Mississippi, but there's such a peace when you walk on that campus, it's a a peaceful place. And, 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 and I mean, I just, I really enjoyed it. I worked in the office of institutional advancement. I was the media relations director back, back in those days. And, uh, it's, I'm just so, so very proud of, of, of the school and, and, and of you and, and, and what you all are doing down there. And, um, you know, I think one of the things, too, and the last thing I want to touch on is students wanting to come to HBCUs. Dr. Walters, is that um, um, becoming more and more a thing, especially with our, uh, you know, young African-American uh, you know, high schoolers uh, making decisions about college? Are they looking more at HBCUs?
4: We find that the the HBCU world has opened up to a a new population Mm -hmm. and a new generation of leaders. You know, Kamala Harris being uh, elected to the the vice presidency certainly opened that up. And then there's just this whole thing around finding out who you are with people not wanting to teach critical race theory and, you know, all of those things. You're going to learn, we say, at our institution, you can come to a historically black college, and we are not, we are historically black. We're not exclusively black, as you know. So we are very diverse. But if no matter who you are, no matter what race you are, when you come to a college like Tougaloo, you're going to find yourself you're gonna see yourself and then you can be yourself. And so it's important that you understand we are gonna help you find out and know exactly who you are and what you were put on this earth to do. And that's to make a difference. And that's what African American colleges uh, provide. They provide many touches and they provide an opportunity for students to have that Eureka moment to Mm -hmm. say, aha, Mm -hmm. this is what I've been looking for. And so this is why students are taking the opportunities to look into historically black colleges. And we take this time to invite parents and students to come to Tougaloo and look at what we have to offer.
1: Find yourself, be yourself, see yourself. I love that. I absolutely absolutely. love that. (laughs) Dr. Carmen Walters, president of Tougaloo College, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come visit with me tonight and our audience here at Real Talk Memphis. And uh, you're always welcome back anytime. And once again, congratulations.
4: Thank you so much, and you have a good
1: evening. You too. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, that was man. That was that was that was really really good. I'm i I'm, I'm just uh, I'm over the moon about that. And uh, congratulations to all the folks, uh, past and present, and even future. Um, the Tougalooans down there. That's a that's a wonderful wonderful institution, and uh, i was, I'm just so so happy for them. And I know we're going to produce a whole lot more leaders uh, before it's all said and done. Before I go to break, my last uh, commercial break here, Howard Ballou is watching this tonight on Facebook Live. Now, Howard Ballou, to everybody in Jackson, Mississippi, there ain't a person in Jackson that doesn't know Howard Ballou. He is the anchorman, anchorman down there. So good to see you, man. I can't believe you you, you decided to tune in, but I appreciate that. Uh, Kristen Davis is watching, Pam McLaughlin is watching, Mark Marquette. Kathy is watching as well. Thank you all very, very much. We're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we are going to delve into the history of civil rights in Mississippi with an award-winning investigative reporter and author. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. We're right back.
2: Discover your next favorite artist at the Memphis Songwriter Series at the Halloran Center, hosted by Memphis songwriter Mark Edgar Stewart. On March 17th, Mark and his musical guests will take you on a journey behind their music, share personal stories, and introduce exciting new music. For more information on the Memphis Songwriter Series, visit Orpheum Memphis.com.
1: Uh, chip with you along for the ride and yeah it's still you know still light outside it's getting dark now it's almost seven o'clock so i guess there's a benefit to this daylight savings time although it's taking messing my sleep pattern up but that's a whole nother story listen everyone knows that um the civil rights era really kind of ran through mississippi and uh There were a lot of stories about a lot of famous people who are no longer with us. And uh, there were a lot of, I'll just say, crimes committed uh, back in the civil rights era. Well, my next guest is uh, someone who is very sensitive to things like that. Uh, He was a longtime investigative reporter for the Clarion-Ledger newspaper. Uh, Now uh, uh, he is an author, and he has uh, recently written a book, Called "Race Against Time." Uh, he is Jerry Mitchell, and Jerry. First of all, thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm really excited sure. to have you. It's great to be with you, Chip. <laughs> Boy, I, you know, I, I tell you, uh, you know, I was I was reading some of the material, you know, on on this book, and that you know, you had a lot of, uh, I guess, noted noted uh, individuals that have read this book. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was one, had some wonderful words to say about it. Uh, yeah. You also, John Grisham, uh, also thought it was a pretty good book. Who's the basketball player? I forgot, the female basketball player. There. Uh, Candace Parker. Candace uh, Parker. That's big time, man. Out of the blue. Yeah. Out of the blue uh,
6: endorsed my book you know, on Twitter. It was very kind of her. Yeah.
1: So you you know, you know, uh, decided that I think there were a lot of uh, un- um, solved, uh, stories, uh, especially during the heat of, uh, the civil rights movement, uh, that really had no closure. And, uh, so I guess that, that, I'm gonna let you tell it, um, what that was the impetus of this book or what was, what was it, um, that actually made you decide to want to write this book?
6: Well, I wrote the book because of my experiences. Uh, you know, I, was I don't know if you're like me, Chip, but if somebody tells me I can't have something, yeah. I want it like a million
1: times worse. Yeah. And you you like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that philosophy big time. Yeah. So,
6: so there was something in Mississippi called the Mississippi Sovereignty Commission, which was the state segregationist spy agency that the governor ran from the 1950s into the 1970s. And in 1977, the Mississippi legislature did away with it officially. And in so doing, the legislature sealed all those records. We're talking like more than 138,000 mm-hmm. records uh, that they sealed for 50 years. So when I found that out, my first thought was, "There's something in there, man." All right, you know, or I would, you know, or they wouldn't be sealing them for 50 years. Sure, sure. So I set out to get them. And you know, I developed sources who had access to some the files and then began to leak me the files. And what they showed was at the same time the state of Mississippi was prosecuting this guy named Byron D. LeBeckwith for the for the assassination Evers, of yeah. Edgar Rivers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jackson mm-hmm. in 63. Mm-hmm. This other armed state, the sovereignty commission, was secretly assisting defense trying to get, get him acquitted. Nobody knew that. So that mm. story ran October first of nineteen eighty-nine and led to the reopening of, of the case. Right. And I went and interviewed the killer, um, uh, Byron D. Lebeckwith. Uh, he lived in Signal Mountain, Tennessee, which is just outside of Chattanooga.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And, um, and and it was still a Klan hangout when I went. So anyway, I went and interviewed him. I spent about six hours talking to him. You know, some people, you talk to them, and after a little while, you feel like maybe you need to get a bath after this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, the most racist person I ever spent serious time with. It was inward this, inward that. And then he started on all the other non white races and he was very anti Semitic as well. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to get dark. And so I thought, well, you know, it's probably a good time to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so he insists on like walking me out to the car. And uh, he got me out there and says, if you write positive things about white Caucasian Christians, God will bless you. Mm. You write. Negative things about why Caucasian Christians. God will punish you. Mm. God does not punish you directly. Several individuals do it for him, and so uh, mm-hmm. his wife and me a sandwich.
1: I think you can guess what I did with the yeah, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got it. Now listen, uh, I think there were four in particular cases that yeah, you cases that you focused four, four on. Uh, in my book. W- yeah. w- w- what were those cases? So it was this case I'm
6: talking about, the Megar Evers case, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, uh, a case that a lot of people don't know about. It's called uh Vernon Damer was killed by the Klan uh in Mississippi in 1966. He basically died defending his family. Mm-hmm. He was real involved in voting rights. That was in 66. Um, the Birmingham Church bombing, which I think almost everybody knows yes. about in 63, oh, yeah. killed the four,
1: four, four two, know, lovely yeah, girls. girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: And then uh what's sometimes called a Mississippi burning case, which is the Klan's killing of three civil rights young men, three civil rights workers, James Chaney, Andy Goodman, and Vicky Schwerner. So, yeah, I worked on all four of those, and all four of those ended up uh, being reopened and successfully reprosecuted. Yeah.
1: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with uh, Jerry Mitchell, and and, and Jerry um, has made a career as an investigative reporter, and uh, he has uh, written a, in a Amazing book called "Race Against Time," and um, uh, he's he's visiting with me for a few minutes here tonight. And when whenever you do something like this, Jerry, but you know, even though you've been in the investigative world for quite some time, uh, sure. I'm, I'm sure there are things that you learn. I mean, and, and, I mean, oh, yeah. just the experience oh, of being able to do something like this. Talk about that a little bit, if you wouldn't.
6: Well, I mean, it's your curiosity helps to drive you. I think as part of it, you're curious and And the thing is you know some of these cases i get into like let's say the mississippi burning case you think there have been books written about it you think everything there is to know is out there but what you often find is there's a lot of things that aren't in those books Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things i eventually got uh, the entire fbi case file so i was able to find out a lot of things that you know were not in any of the books Mm -hmm. so um plus interviewing people that had never taught before, and those kinds of things. So yeah, your curiosity drives you. But I think the other thing that really drives an investigative reporter is, at least for me, is just this injustice. You know, the fact that you, the thing that made these cases so terrible was not just the fact that these guys got away with murders that everybody knew they got away with murder. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like any kind of mystery that who killed Meg Revers. I mean, he left the dang murder weapon at the crime scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so it's not like it's not like there's some mystery about who killed Mega Evers. You know, we we, we knew who killed Mega Evers. So,
1: when you uh, look around the landscape of uh, of uh, Jackson, where you are, Mississippi as a whole, mm-hmm. race relation wise, in my opinion, uh, in this country is, is is not in a good place. What's yeah. it like? What's it like these days? Uh, from someone who has been in Mississippi for as long as you have, what do you see?
6: Well, I think you're correct. I think it's kind of the story, unfortunately, of race relations in this country is we take a step or two forward. You know, uh, let's say the election of Barack Obama, for example, mm-hmm. you would think, you know, there were even some people that said at the time, oh, we're now America's a post racial society, you know, and um, but Inevitably, we seem to take a couple steps back as well. So you see what's happened, obviously, with George Floyd Amar, Amar Arbery and Maude Avery and 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 cases like that. And it's not like those are any. The thing, if you understand the history, you know these are not unusual events. Like this is not like these kinds of things have never happened before. Sure, They're Unfortunately, have have continued to happen.
1: Well, listen. Uh, before I let you go, I, I, I sure. really, I really would like uh, people to know more about this book uh, and where they could get your book and sure. and any kind of information you want to pass on because these are the yeah. type of things, especially with critical race theory, um, you know, being you know not taught in a lot of these schools and a lot of folks, a lot of these governments they are say saying they don't want it taught, want yeah. it taught at all. Um, you know, we, we need to see uh, publications like this. So, talk about how we can learn more about this and get this book.
6: Well, uh, my book's available literally everywhere you like online. Uh, you know, uh, you can get a hardback paperback audiobook. I did the audiobook. You can get an ebook, you know, if you like Kindle, mm. uh, any of those are available through Simon & Schuster, through Amazon, wherever you want to get them. Um, and, um, uh, there are Lemuria books here in Jackson, have signed copies if people are interested in signed copies. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good starting place for people beginning to understand these things. And look, to me, it's not about, you know, there's all this debate about critical race theory, which most people don't even know what it means. Right. That they did. But here's what I think. How about we just tell the truth?
1: <laughs> well, that works. That works. That you know what I mean? Works. I mean, what
6: whatever happened to this, and, and I'll use, since we're in the Bible Belt, I can use this as an analogy real quickly. So there are a lot, in the Bible, there are a lot of sad stories. Yes. A lot of tragic stories. But we still read them. And why do we read them? Because we learn from them. That's right. The same thing is true of
1: history. That's very true. That's very true. Well, i tell you what, Jerry Mitchell, I, I, I was really looking forward to having a few minutes to chat with you. Yeah, it has good been, to talk with you. It has been a, a wonderful experience. Thank you for coming on Real Talk tonight. And uh, thank, you, thank you for wanting to tell the truth. And thank you for writing this book, Race Against Time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, pe- go and if people
6: want to follow Act today in Civil Rights History on Facebook, it's jerry.mitchell.5872. If they want to follow me on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, they can do that and kind of learn more about this history that we don't, for whatever reason, want to talk about. Them.
1: Absolutely, Jerry. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate thanks, it. Appreciate Take it. care. Man. All right. Well, that puts the wraps on another Real Talk Memphis. And as Jack uh, plays us out, uh, really enjoyed uh, this uh, show tonight. Uh, my thanks go out to Rob Moore, a business writer for the Daily Memphian. Dr. Carmen Walters, president of Tougaloo College, and of course, you just heard Jerry Mitchell, uh, author of uh, the book Race Against Time. A lot, lot to digest in all of that. There really is. So, look, I really appreciate you being here tonight. I saw some faces uh, on the Facebook live feed that I hadn't seen before. Uh, so, names rather than faces. Juan Alberson, I see you down there as well. Appreciate you uh, taking this hour uh, to uh, hang with us. Uh, and... Uh, We appreciate you being supportive of the show. Uh, Like, follow, share, and subscribe to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, And, uh, you know, we really appreciate it, and I really appreciate it. So for Jack, for Nicole, and for Lola, I'm Chip, and I'm out. Have a great week.